This is the Youth Worker Collective podcast from Young People's Ministries. You don't have to be in ministry alone with resources, coaching, games, and more at umcyoungpeople.com. Well, hey there, friends. Welcome to a Youth Worker Recharge. Uh, This is Chris Wilterdink. I'm the Executive Director of Congregational Vitality and Intentional Discipleship at Discipleship Ministries of the United Methodist Church. And I just get to talk to you by myself for a little while today. My uh, usual co-host, Jeremy Steele, has some travel today that's interfering with his ability to join live. So this is going to be a really, really quick one, but we had an awesome author on umcyoungpeople.org, who also happens to be a friend of mine. His name is Reverend Evan Jones, write an article about sacred cows and being able to bury the sacred cow. So I thought that make a might make a great topic, at least for a quick conversation today. If you have never heard the topic sacred cows applied to youth ministry or applied to church ministry in general, the idea itself comes from Exodus and the stories of, uh, you know, after the, the folks that Moses and his crew of leaders were helping to get out of uh, Egypt and find their way to the promised land. Uh, there's a point, right, where uh, they're gone for a long time and people are very, very tired about waiting for things to sort of happen on God's timeline. Uh, and as they've got camp set up and and continue kind of on their journey, there is a point that Moses leaves the group of people behind and heads up Mount Sinai, where um, it takes a while for him uh, to be in conversation with God and to come back down with God's commandments, right, to the people. Uh, and in his absence, uh, the <laughs> leadership at the time starts to ask people to go ahead and start chipping in their jewelry and and chipping in anything that they have that's made of gold so that they can make an idol uh, and end up worshiping that instead of um, doing what Moses had asked and waiting for him to come back with God's commandments and God's instructions. Uh, So there's your biblical grounding. Uh, I believe that that is generally in Exodus, gosh, maybe chapter 32. Um, Anyways, when you apply that to a ministry setting, a sacred cow is something that ends up distracting from the real purpose of your ministry uh, or becomes um, this thing that just can't be discussed, can't be touched, can't be changed uh, because it is something that, uh, you know, is in theory such a critical part of your ministry that, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine you would bring up such a thing to, uh, you know, talk about changing that or not doing it or anything like that. Uh, and Evan, Uh, At the beginning of his article, talks about how you might know if you have a sacred cow in your ministry. And, And here's his direct quote. Usually, you will hear about a sacred cow in your first week on the job, or perhaps worse, even in your interview. It is usually shrouded in language that says, quote, we always do blank, end quote, and usually has a loyal following from adult volunteers Uh, or perhaps families that have been connected to the church for a long time as well. If even thinking about changing it invokes strong reactions, you are dealing with a sacred cow. Now, sometimes you inherit those sacred cows. Sometimes uh, you might have been a part of starting them. And the reason that we bring up wanting to make sure that you know if you're dealing with something that has kind of, you know, ventured into sacred cow territory is to realize that Listen, ministry changes all the time. 
Um, and sometimes sacred cows can reveal a lack of faith. If we put a lot of energy into keeping up something uh, that we ourselves have created and has become unchangeable or unflexible, um, listen, that that might actually show a pretty decent lack of faith that God could do something new in your community uh, and that the time to change or update that sacred cow might have come. Uh, often sacred cows can be the results of like mob opinions, right? And so you as the leader need to look at that story from Exodus uh, and think about ways that you might be able to lead the people in your ministry past holding on so fast and so hard to something that is not God um, and may not fit the needs and plans of your ministry any further, okay? Um, what makes it difficult is that sacred cows are also celebrated, right? In the story of Exodus, once that uh, sacred cow is made and, and kind of put around, this party-like atmosphere ends up breaking out around the sacred cow. And so, you know what? In ministry, we often end up celebrating the sacred cows, even though they might be hindering our ability um, to see what God is doing elsewhere or the places and the directions that God might be pulling our ministries, because we end up putting so much energy into keeping up the sacred cow or the golden cow, uh, we lose out on the chances to reflect on the things that are really necessary for our youth or the things that are really needed in our community. So uh, Evan, in his article, uh, and, and I'll make sure that the link pops up here in the comments underneath our Facebook Live today, um, provides five genuine uh, steps to trying to bury a sacred cow. Uh, he does offer this advice with a, a bit of a caveat, saying that he knows lots of former youth ministers that are former youth ministers because they attempted to take care of a sacred cow without going through a decent amount of processing in the churches that they were a part of. So first things first. If you figured out that something is a sacred cow, don't rush. Take the time to build some trust and work with leaders that are around you and build relationships with the people who create the culture that makes up your youth ministry or the ministry within your church, right? Um, if you go fast in any kind of change, the odds are you're going to go alone. And being alone in changing something as big as a sacred cow in ministry can be a huge deal. And we do not suggest doing that on your own. Second, when you're starting conversations about the sacred cow, make sure that you lead with questions and not necessarily your own opinions. Um, invite conversations with people that really care about the ministry that you're a part of, uh, that care about the direction that you're trying to set, and um, are open to conversations about limited time, energy, uh, and how much time or energy a sacred cow might be taking up. And after you lead with those questions, you can start to share your vision for the ministry that you are charged with leading. Uh, and if you've got some parameters for um, talking about your, your why, the mission, um, you know, and the vision and the values of your youth ministry, then you can talk about the strategies of how you're trying to make those visions come into reality. And if the sacred cow is not one of those things that helps your vision become something real and has no connection with why your church is in ministry or why your youth ministry is in place in the first place, then that opens up conversation points for um, shifting that sacred cow and avoiding some blame for the person that's bringing up that thing in the conversation in the first place. The fourth observation that Evan brings up is how important it is to be transparent with your intentions. Um, 
you can talk about sacred cows and recognize the worth that they do have. I mean, listen, after all, they are still made of gold, right? So even in our scriptural example, there is some sort of monetary value to them. It's just that their value has gotten out of control and started to put, uh, you know, bring in focus and, and desires from people that are not related to the overall purpose of your ministry. And so being transparent with your intentions with conversation and bringing up your mission and vision and values goes a long way into being able to start to shift something that is a sacred cow. And then finally, if you do get to a place where you've been able to create some buy-in from fellow leadership related to a sacred cow, uh, I love this suggestion from Evan. Consider having a funeral for that sacred cow right? Um, have chances to say goodbye, have chances to recognize the meaningful role that it has played in the past um, and be able to celebrate its life and look forward to whatever is coming next. Um, it is okay to be able to lament things, right? Uh, and it is also okay to look for something new as things develop after you start to say goodbye to a sacred cow. Um, I would love to hear about sacred cows that you all might have in your ministries. Uh, one of the ones that I certainly have experienced and if you've listened to this podcast or watched us on Facebook Live for a while, uh, you'll know I've had some significant uh, time spent in the pumpkin patch as a fundraiser. Uh, and uh, honestly, that one uh, at the church where I was the longest, uh, where I did the longest term of service in being a youth director, um, that is still going at the local church where I was serving. That was a sacred cow that I inherited I was able to make some tweaks to it, but not officially say goodbye uh, because it ended up still doing plenty of good in terms of community building uh, and certainly being a fundraiser for the mission projects that our church would would take on. Um, so that was certainly an experience with a sacred cow in my own ministry background. Um, and I talk about it lovingly now because I don't have to be in charge of it anymore and it does not eat up my entire October. So there you go. If you'd like to read uh, Evan's article, we do try to come out with a couple of new articles uh, every month on umcyoungpeople.org. They're going to be found under the lead section, and usually those are written uh, by folks that are incredibly experienced in youth ministry and would like to offer, you know, just kind of what's on their mind and things that might be helpful for you in leading your youth ministry as well. Uh, so this one was uh, published on April 12th, 2023. The title is Burying the Sacred Cows, and it was written by Reverend Evan Jones. All right, y'all. Thank you. Know that my prayers are with you, and be well until we're able to hang out again.